Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have Melissa back on and she's going to open us up in prayer. Hi. Um, so we just uh, thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to have this time of fellowship and um, this opportunity to talk about you and what you've done um, in my life. I'm super grateful to be able to share um, with others what you've done for me and um, learn more about how to uh, grow in faith. Um, I thank you for my sister Cassie. I pray blessings over her, her husband, her marriage, and her family. Lord Jesus, continue to pour out to her and um, take care of all of their needs. In Jesus' name, we just thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I love being prayed for. <laughs> Makes me feel safe. I know, right? <laughs> it, does, it always does. Yeah. I was thinking about um, when you were praying how you have been sharing a lot of different places doing a lot of testimonies and sharing and just out there doing it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Is it kind of growing your uh, public speaking skills? Yes. <laughs> it's making it, it's a lot more comfortable. Yeah. I, I feel a lot less pukey right now. I know. <laughs> no, it's scary yeah. when you first start. Oh yeah. I want yeah. to throw up like every time. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. So I um, contacted you a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and um, I was actually just sharing with you that, um, you're somebody I feel so connected to and I feel so inspired by because your faith is so strong and you've worked very hard to get to that place. It's not like Mm -hmm. it came easy. It wasn't given to you something you worked really hard for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I asked you to come on here and talk about that. And we talk talk about what is faith and how do we grow our faith. Right. Um, and so that's why you're back. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that. Um, let's talk a little bit first about, what you're doing for work right now, because I think it's wonderful for people to hear about it. And if people don't already know about it, you can give them some details. So I get to be a peer recovery coach at the Lodi wellness center at 300 West Oak street here in Lodi. Um, it's on the corner of pleasant and Oak street in a lovely little neighborhood. And, um, we get to, uh, partner with others in their healing journey. Mm. Um, it's peer recovery services. So basically there's a lot of, there's a lot of us that are uh, diagnosed with mental health issues. Um, and even if you're not diagnosed, right. Um, (laughs) we're, we're all recovering from something addictions, you know, uh, uh, pain, trauma, um, depression, anxiety, whatever. We're all recovering from, um, the pains of life and, um, we get to uh, share our experiences, our uh, strength, and, and the hope that we have now, the tools that we've been given um, to help, you know, one another grow and recover. Right. And so we don't do it alone, you know. Together we can. You know, me by myself, I can't, but together <laughs> we can. And so um, I'm super grateful. We have resources for people who need help with housing. Um, oh, wow. Help with uh, food or if you need like parenting classes or parenting actual classes? actual therapy. Yeah, we wow. have resources. We partner with other um, organizations, you know, um, to help lead and guide people to the right places. We're mm-hmm. not therapists, you know, we're right. not therapists. So we can, we can be an ear. We offer one-on-one, um, 
uh, appointments and we have groups. Um, I get to facilitate a group, for a women's group, an anger management group, a healthy relationships group. You're managing, and I mean, you're facilitating all those three I, groups? I get to facilitate all three of those oh, groups. Not in the same that. day. No, yeah, I right. get one a day. <laughs> but, um, and then I have uh, two co-workers right now. It's just three of us. But, um, yeah, so we're only open Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, we hope to grow those hours as our membership uh, grows, as the members, you know, get uh, more resources. Yeah, we, we get more members, yeah. the, the more hours that we'll be able to be open. I love that. But, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing job. And I, I love being able to um, give back what I've been given because, um, yeah, peace and comfort is meant to be shared, mm. not hoarded, right? <laughs> yeah. So you said healthy relationships. Anger, and what was the third one? And then women's, a women's group. Women's group, okay. Yeah. Which we, one's we the talk, most popular? Um, probably the women's group. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah. Love it. It's at 11. The anger management can get a good crowd some days. Some days. Yeah. Yeah, it just depends. Anger's a hard one to work on, though. Like, it's a hard one to confront. It's We talk about some deep stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's ready to go there. Yeah, you know? or they come once and they realize, like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to touch that one right. yet. <laughs> right, right. I'm fine. The, yeah, I'm let's fine. deal with my depression first, yeah. and then we'll come back for anger yeah. later on. right. Yeah, that's funny. I only say that because anger is one that... Um, I don't have any denial with it, but it's like an angry woman is just not cute. You know, right. it's like, it's just really not a cute thing. Right. So it is hard to address that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what is faith and what All does right. that mean to you? Well, um, I don't know what faith is. So I had to find, I had to find, um, it in God's word. Um, because I wasn't taught what faith looks like. I wasn't mm-hmm. taught how to walk in faith. And when I got saved, um, you know, I, I heard the word, I heard the gospel preached to me, but I did not have an understanding for what it meant to walk in faith Mm. and walking is an action, right? So it wasn't just some abstract thing, faith, like, okay, so let's look at, well, what does it mean to believe and what does it mean to have faith? So belief is something that we take to be true. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a belief. Yeah. Faith involves the reliance and trust that endures in doubt and testing. So faith involves the action. Right. Mm. And God's word in I'm going to read from Hebrews 11 tells us what what faith is. Hebrews 11, 1 to 12. I'm going to read. Oops. Hebrews 11. So now faith is the assurance, um, the confirmation of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Um, Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses yet. Okay, so that's kind of, it's a little abstract of a thought right but Mm -hmm. faith means that you believe and have confidence in something that has not yet been tangible made tangible to you right i don't i don't i can't touch it yet my senses can't uh, perceive it yet but i'm believing for it right Mm -hmm. which is the action of walking by faith um 
Yeah, that's something that I can't do on my own. Yeah. We can't do that on our own, right? No. Um, you might not even understand what that means unless you've walked it. Like when you said that right now, all I can think about is my marriage and how mm. when my marriage blew up, it was like there was no evidence to show that it was going to be a mm-hmm. successful marriage mm-hmm. or a, a re- repaired or recovered. Right. And we had faith. We had right. undying faith that if we kept doing what God told us to do, that we would get there. Right. And then, and then it, you know, it pays off. Right. It's right. like we live in, you talked about peace and comfort. That's, yes. that's a good example of what my marriage finally yes. is because I had that faith. Yeah. And that's you what walked, it makes me think about. You walked about. it out. You did the work. Exactly. Not knowing what the outcome would be. Yeah. And, and, right. and like dying on the cross every day, you know, it's, it's funny because mm-hmm. people don't, people see a finished product like mm-hmm. you, I met you and I didn't see who you used to be. Right. I just know you as who you are now. Right. And you're such an incredible person. You're amazing and inspiring and, and you're all these things. And I'm sure 10 years ago, Mm-mm. you weren't that woman. No. Right. <laughs> Not at so all. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. The transformation that happens. Yeah. So I know in my marriage, it's like, Oh, here's Bobby and Cassie and like the finished product. And it's the nights we stayed up crying together right. and the conversations we had together right. and losing money and losing mm-hmm. things and, and losing relationships and being mm-hmm. willing to lose everything yeah. because we had faith. Right. And that's what you have to do if you yeah. want to have that undying faith for God. Right. And a lot of people aren't willing to go down that path because it's a very, it's a very selfless act. Right. And like you said, you don't see it, but you have to believe it fully in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So another scripture, um, talks about, um, where faith, like where faith comes from mm. and it's in Romans. Um, so it's not something, uh, we can just like muster up. Right. Mm. Romans ten, seventeen, and faith comes by hearing the word. Mm. So, um, this is why, you know, God has set it up for there to be, um, ministers of God's word, people right. who stand up at a pulpit and talk people mm-hmm. who, you know, put it, they, they have online, um, preaching services. Mm-hmm. Now they, they, yeah. it's everywhere. God's word is everywhere. Everywhere. You can't stop the Bible. You can burn no. it. You can try, but you can't stop God's <laughs> word. Like literally it won't stop spreading because God has made it to where no one can even try to say, I haven't heard. Yeah. Like the gospels everywhere. And it is by hearing of the word, um, that planted that seed in me that that's, I, I need to know this. This is something I need to know. Like mm. I heard my pastor's preaching and he was not just preaching. Like he was sharing something from a book that he read. Right. right? Cause to me it was just a book at that time. I had absolutely no faith. It was a book of fairy tales. I don't know if Jesus existed. That's how I thought <laughs> right. I had a very, um, cynical, yeah. uh, aspect when it and religious people don't even get me started. Right. Yeah. Couldn't stand church. Couldn't stand religious people. Mm-hmm. So, um, when it came to listening to this man standing up here, sharing about the Bible, it was his real, um, conviction of mm. a relationship that he knew this God's faithfulness. He knew the heart of 
the God who wrote the words that he was preaching. Right. And it was that faith and that conviction that planted that, that seed in me to, to think I need to know what he knows. You know, I need to know, I need to find out for myself. And so, um, faith comes by us knowing the word. And mm-hmm. so, um, a couple years ago, like I, I got saved 10 years ago. Yeah. And you're right. I'm not the same person. There's people at my church that remember me 10 years ago and they still tell me you're a completely different person. <laughs> and I'm like, I really, I really, I know, like yeah. I really am. I'm completely different. Um, and, and it did take some work, but it was a complete, completely co-laboring cause God did the, God did the work. Yeah. It was me co-laboring with him just to obey and do some simple things that he put on my heart to do and that it aligned with scripture. Right. Cause there's other spirits trying to get us to follow other things and you can hear a voice. I can hear an inward voice voice telling me to do something, but if it doesn't align with the word of God, I know it's not God. Yeah. Right. So right. if, if I give you an advice and tell you, you know, you should try this and it doesn't align with God's word, like don't do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like you should always look for yourself. Yeah. So, um, that's what I did. You know, I, I heard something preached and I was like, I gotta, you know, read it for myself. And Mm -hmm. so I would do that. And then I started to learn the heart of God. And that's when faith started growing because like the heart in me always wanted to believe this kind of love existed. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to believe that there was a rescuer that wanted to save me, that wanted to heal me, that wanted me to, um, do good things and, and have a good life. And, you know, like I had this, this inward stuff in my soul already, but it had been crushed and it had been, you know, uh, all, you know, mucked up by a lot of pain and trauma. And, you know, uh, clearly the world doesn't work that way. (laughs) So something wrong with me, you know, and that fantasy, that childlikeness just Mm kind of has to die, you know? Mm Well, God awakened that with his word and started showing me his heart, right? And that's that's how my faith started to grow. A few years ago, um, I felt the Holy Spirit started to press on me specific things to do. And um, I know you wanted me to kind of just make a simple, like, list. Yeah. You know, just so that people can cut. I think people don't. I think the world has a lot of advice and, mm-hmm. and a lot of, um, we're over-informed on so many things. Right. And I think if we just simplified things, right. we would have more results. And so that's why I knew that you would provide us with something more tangible and things that people can actually do that are realistic right. every day. Right. And it is simple. It's not always easy, but it's simple. Def- that's definitely um, true. <laughs> so I, I made a short list, um, kind of a, explanation and some scriptures for each thing because um it's got to it's got to be in in line with scripture for it to be of god right um so first one's going to be prayer um and i want to read matthew 18 that talks about first childlike faith god um jesus is telling um his disciples about uh, who will who will be 
inter- who are who's going to be they're asking him like who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven right mm. and he's like i assured you and most uh, solemnly say to you unless you repent change your inward self your old way of thinking live changed lives and become like children trusting humble and forgiving you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven mm. so he's he's making this very clear that he wants us to become childlike again right to where yeah we received uh evil for our childlikeness, for our innocence in the beginning, right? Mm. But when we come to Christ, we get to start over. We get to start over. We get to take that broken heart and go, okay, I'm going to trust you with it. I'm going to um, forgive all that stuff Mm. and trust that you're going to care for my heart properly the way that it wasn't cared for before you know, by my parents, by the world, by whoever. Right. Um, so turning, turning from the ways that I learned the ways that, you know, our survival skills, Mm -hmm. right. We, we picked up experience and we think that it, this helped us survive. Right. And it did. It did. Mm -hmm. It served a purpose, but now in Christ, it only hinders. It yeah. only serves to be a wall that holds us away from walking in childlike faith. So that would be the beginning of learning how to, come, you know, come to God boldly. Come to God boldly as a child, you know, and it doesn't start right away because we don't trust God right away. Mm. It takes some time, right? But we can start learning how to pray. And the Bible tells us how to pray. I got First Thessalonians 5.17. And it's pretty simple. Um, when your child comes to talk to you and ask you for things and tells you, you know, I, I had a bad day. This happened. <laughs> um, I need you. I need food. I need clothes. I need that. You know, like it's simple. It's simple, right? We don't have to sound all Bible-y because we don't know the Bible yet. We can right. come to God <laughs> as needy children and know that he's not going to shame us for mm. our need. He's not going to judge us for being um you know we fail a lot for for being whiny for being bratty for being um needy like we think we're gonna be shamed for having needs he Mm -hmm. created us to need him that's the truth he we're desperate we're the creation he's the creator he he wants to pour into us so coming to him as a child in prayer um I said first Thessalonians five seventeen, and it says, um, "Be unceasing and persistent in prayer in every situation, no matter what the circumstances. Be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus." And so, um, always come to Him thankful, even if it's, um, even if we're whiny and needy, right? Um, Find something to be, I'm alive. I have my life. Yeah. I don't, you know. I'm breathing today. Yeah. I have my life. Yeah. All of us have something to be thankful for. And if we start off by remembering that, you know, you're a child of God. So you've been saved. You've been, um, you've been freed from prison, right? You've been, you're, you've been a captive your whole life, stuck sinning. You can't stop. Mm -hmm. You're literally stuck in this dungeon of sin and garbage and shame, Mm -hmm. deserving wrath for your disobedience. And all that's lifted off of you. You get to come to God 
if all that you can't can do is be thankful for that I still have breath when I don't deserve it like thank him be thankful um sing praises speak praises to him um when I think of when I think of talking to God um I know I'm not the only one that has taken this for granted but um I am very mindful now to to know that this is a privilege and an honor to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace and um plead with him for the 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 things that break my heart Mm -hmm. the needs that I have the needs of others that I see right because a lot of us are very empathetic and we are crushed by the weight of the pain of others not even us right and I believe that God has given us that gift in order to petition him to make changes and help others Mm -hmm. because we're called to intercede for others so I believe prayer is a very sweet communion with God and um, he also tells us that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us when we don't even have words to pray yep. how beautiful is that if all I can do is see pain and feel it and cry then the Holy Spirit prays for me mm-hmm. and and tells God what I need tells God what they need um, it's just me crying out to my creator who's the only one I don't I'm powerless right there's a lot of powerlessness and being a creation right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't do it he can and so it's a very sweet um communion um so when I think of it that way I want to talk to him all day all day every day and so um when he impressed that on me that you need to just talk to me first thing in the morning all day long just praise me thank me petition me pour out your feelings pour out Mm. your emotions I had emotions stored up in me since I was a little little girl that I never processed I never even gave myself permission to feel right well my father is not ashamed of me having these emotions no matter how big and overwhelming they are for me right I may not be able to handle them guess what God can God can handle your pain he can handle your trauma he can handle your anger he can handle your outrage for, you know, the pain and, and the suffering yep. that is here. He feels that too. He feels it. So um, it's a very sweet uh, communion with our our creator. And it's an honor. It's the greatest honor and privilege to be able to commune with God. And I never want to take that for granted. Um, so reading his word. That's another simple one, right? It's not always easy, but it's simple. Um I put devour down in my notes because um, God tells us that it's bread for daily living, right? Um, Now, we all need to eat. We all need to consume uh, calories and nutrition, you know, right, for our bodies to be strong and for us to have physical health for our daily body's needs. We need nourishment and um, God's word is that nourishment for our spirit. The spirit will wither and die and go back to the go back to carnal ways if we're not feeding it what it needs. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the spirit within us needs to be fed by the word of God, and it grows the more we the more we read it. And it says that faith comes by hearing. Right? So God showed me. 
the power in reading his word out loud. Mm. The mouth that he gave me, he calls us prophets. He says to speak it, that we either speak life or speak death. And mm. if the word is life, the, the word is the light, it's life. Jesus is the living word. This is what the Bible tells us. He is the word brought into human form, right? He is flesh. He didn't do nothing outside of God's will. Me speaking God's word changes things. It changes me and I'm hearing it now too because it's coming out of my mouth. So there's power in growing my faith. My heart starts to believe when I speak it out loud. I'm not just reading it in my head, mulling it over, letting it go, you know, out the ear, you know, to just like come in there and just like filter out because that's what we can do and, and start doing other stuff and get, you know, literally he told me to start reading his word. Like I just had to walk around my house and read his word out loud every day. And, um, I still read when I read the word, which is daily, I read it out loud because I've, grown in maturity and my faith has solidified by using the mouth that he's given me and declaring his word in truth, right? Because I believe it and that faith has grown. So the more I speak it, the more I believe it. Right. It's a supernatural thing. I can't even, I don't even know if I'm conveying this right. You um, 100% are conveying Okay. <laughs> you know what makes me think of too is when you worship, when you sing, right. you're singing the words. That is when I... Feel like Start I can feeling it, yeah, right. I, and I, I can. I'm really big lately on processing things because my whole yes. life I was forced to shut everything down right. and just keep going, right. And it was funny last night. Um, I like to do night walks. I love walking at nighttime. I love the stars and the mm-hmm. moon. It's just my favorite thing. And last night, and I take Bella, and um, and I was walking, and I walked for a long time, like an hour and a half. And I realized that I was talking to God the whole time and I was weeping at one point Mm. because I just got hit with like, Mm. it was healing, but it was like something came to me from my childhood that needed healing. Mm. And it just, it just, I I was able to process it though. Praise God. And I talk out loud. I'll talk out loud on my walks all Mm -hmm. the time. I don't care. You know, most of us do. (laughs) We talk all the time. I'm crazy. But it, it, it is very different when you do, um, like it's, it, it must be a way of, of processing things to speak it out loud and hear yourself speaking yeah. it and being in that moment. I think that can bring a lot of healing too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. That's why therapy works, right? Because yes. we're, we're talking about stuff that's, exactly. that's been kept inside, mm-hmm. right? You also talked about, there's two things I wrote when you were talking, um, permission to feel. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, you know, not my husband or people like I'm close to now, but people I've been in a relationship with throughout mm-hmm. the years um, would tell me something was wrong with me because I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. And not like, you know, I said last night I was weeping, but I mean, just crying, like getting teary-eyed. Yeah. But again, you know, I was forced to not process my feelings and not have feelings. And you talked about being empathetic. I'm extremely empathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely sensitive mm-hmm. to the feelings of other people. If you yeah. cry, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I am in conversation with someone, if someone's crying in front of me, it's because we're in conversation, right? They're right. not just going to start bawling for no reason, typically. <laughs> I am connected and engaged. Yeah. And so I feel that human emotion yeah. with you. And I'm very empathetic to that. Um, but it's funny because I was, I had to be told that, I had to be given permission to feel my feelings. Yeah. And now I feel my feelings. Wow. 
no matter what. And, and I always will now because the more you harbor that inside, it just festers. Yeah. So you understand that obviously. Yeah. And then it was funny because you said, um, shamed for having needs. Mm-hmm. You hit on that a little bit. And how real is that? That we have needs, maybe even basic needs as human yeah. beings, or maybe we've been traumatized. So we have extra needs and we have been shamed or, told that we were victims or told mm-hmm. to suck it up and, mm-hmm. and stop being a baby and mm-hmm. grow up and let it go. And that's the past and all these toxic things that we are told and we are shamed mm-hmm. into thinking that our needs don't need to be met right. and that they don't matter. Right. And I just find that, um, that correlation kind of fascinating that as a society, we actually shame each other mm-hmm. for having needs. Yeah. And some of us have more needs than others because right. we have been traumatized and there's a, a lack of sensitivity to some right. of those needs. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of our behavioral issues mm-hmm. comes from needs unmet. Mm. I acted out for many years because I, I didn't get, I didn't get, I even when I was even, my codependency was based on needs unmet in yes. early, early childhood. Yes. I didn't get bonding. I didn't exactly. get the proper bonding when I was right. a little baby. There was so much trauma in my family that the bonding was disrupted in those form those years where I was forming and, and teaching me how to bond with another human being. It was mm-hmm. disrupted. Mm-hmm. And so I formed unhealthy bonds, yes. toxic bonds. Cause yes. I, it was, I was desperate and those needs needed to be met. Right. Right. But God will meet those needs. Yes, he he exactly. ultimately will always meet those needs. It's not, you know, other human beings can be used to help of meet course. needs. Yeah. Yes. But the source of our needs being met is always going to be Jesus Christ. Like right. it's always going to be, he's the source. I can't meet your needs. Like there's no way there's something in yeah. me. I'm a creation too. I'm not the creator. I didn't make you with the needs yeah. to be fulfilled by me. Like that God, that's what God did. He yeah. created us to be needy beings desperate for him. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And so we, we, we can just like wrap our minds around that. You'd be like, oh, okay, it all makes sense now. Right. <laughs> I need him. Well, that's how you get trapped in a codependent relationship though, because you know, for me it was always my dad. And so it was, I was always trying to fill his needs and that was never my job to fill his needs. That wasn't Mm -hmm. my job. Nope. Not a responsibility. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Even your husband. Right. I don't have what it takes to fulfill my husband's needs either. I need God to do that. Exactly. Right. And that's hard. Codependency is hard. It's if you had an addict parent growing up, you are, I am guarantee you're yeah. codependent. Yeah. And you'll realize that. You have no choice you, in it. It yeah, just happens. You didn't have a choice. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. So you need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Jesus. You need recovery. You do. You need Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. Healthy relationships will not just happen on their own. You no. Have to, you have to be taught. You yeah. have to out, uh, be retaught and reparented. By the Lord mm-hmm. in order to come out of the toxic patterns that you, you just get. Like, well, you talked about when you went like heavy into recovery, you were alone and isolated mm-hmm. because you do come to a realization that most of your relationships are toxic. Oh, you're toxic to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So then you have to actually step away and start yeah. to evaluate all the relationships and so more yeah. importantly yourself. Mm-hmm. I had to sit in that space where yeah. I had to be really lonely Yeah. and I had to, I had to sit in, and I'm still in that process of being very lonely because yeah. I have to watch myself. 
mm-hmm. the manipulation, the the um, mm-hmm. the toxicity that comes from me. Right. Because like we were talking about, it's survival. That mm-hmm. was how we survived. Right. And so it's very easy to slip back into those ways and not even realize it. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It is. It's, um. yeah, reevaluating all your relationships. That's painful. It's painful. Yeah, and, it is. And um, looking at yourself in the light Mm. is it can feel lonely and it's spotlight right it's a spotlight it feels like you it literally is how it feels like you are in the pits of hell and someone throws a rope down and they pull you up and bam the spotlight gets put on you right and you're naked and you're hideous and you're hideous (laughs) you've been in a dungeon you've been in a dungeon your whole life your your nails are all long (laughs) your hair is all outgrown just a ragamuffin it's horrible yeah Seriously, yeah. that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. Exposed. Yeah. And you just want to go, oh, no. Yeah. You want to crawl oh, back in the hole. The light hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to crawl back in the hole a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But the light of God comes with so much love. It absolutely that does. It, it wants to heal and clean you up. And the exposure's good. It's up. good. <laughs> like, he wants to clean you up. It's good. Um, I'm super grateful. And even now that, you know, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm very cautious and careful when it comes to building, you know, emotional connections Mm -hmm. and um, being intimate with other people. Me too. It's a slow process Yes. because when you're codependent, you instantly bond and it's all toxic bonding and it's not good. So you have to be knowing yourself, right? Knowing your patterns and having those things about you exposed gives you the awareness and the ability to 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 know when things are getting unhealthy mm. and what you know what needs to change yes so i don't have to avoid people completely but i need to know who's safe for me how you know how much peace do i have sharing a little bit of myself with this one person yeah. how do they respond does it make me feel safe you know mm. like like all these things are really important when it comes to you know outgrowing those old ways and yes and i'm able to grow in that today and have relationships with people and it's only because jesus did this thing like <laughs> he did this amazing thing where and in this process where he's showing me all these all the, you know these simple steps i needed to take to grow in my faith it was healing and deliverance yeah. i was being delivered from so many toxic things so much bondage so many chains were being removed from me. Yeah. And still, he's still removing chains. He's still uprooting deep lies that were, you know, planted in me a long, long time ago. Right. But it's a good process. It doesn't always feel good. There's a lot of pain. No. And... <laughs> the process of, like, repairing our marriage. And, of course, marriage is a process of a forever growing growth process. But the deep, you know, the deep stuff and the, the deep healing that we did mm-hmm. was the most painful things I'd ever experienced the most painful conversations the Mm. most vulnerable things I ever Mm -hmm. been through the best thing we ever did best thing yes as as individual people we will always be able to look back and say right those two years especially about a good year and a half it was like the best thing that could have happened for us and so I I always encourage people take the hard path yeah because Take courage, like take, do it. Yes. It takes courage to do yeah. it, but have it, faith. It takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. But once you go through that initial kind of pruning process, like that really ugly, deep, dark process, yeah. you learn so many skills along the way right. that, yeah, bad things are going to keep happening, 
but you have learned right. how to deal with disappointments in a whole new way. Right. You've learned skills. You've learned what boundaries mean. You have right. learned your codependent ways and your manipulative right. ways and your talk. You've learned about yourself and you've grown so much that you handle everything so much better. And what you come out with is oh real. Gosh. It's real. It, it you have real. real, authentic character. Yes. He has real, authentic character. Right. And you can have a real, authentic marriage. Yes. Even, even when it looks not great. Yes. Even when it looks messy, yeah. right? It'll withstand Yeah, not the some fake image. And, exactly. Right. Not some Facebook exactly. fake image, you know, marriage. Yep. It's something that can stand the testing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real deal. It's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. It is. It's the most beautiful relationship I have, but it costs everything. Right. You know, it, it, it does. Right. It costs a lot. I think our, our relationship with Jesus looks the same way. Exactly. It was and that's supposed what marriage to, is supposed to, to yeah. resemble. It's right? supposed to teach us, yeah, exactly, the marriage between the bride mm-hmm. and our groom. Exactly. And Jesus is coming back for his bride, so he uses marriage here in this place to prepare us for yes. that marriage. Yes. And it yeah. is sacrificial it's beautiful. and it's hard it work is. and it's, it's all the things. Yeah. yeah, loving someone means dying to yourself. Truly yeah. loving someone means dying to yourself. Yeah, it does. And, and how funny that um, people are out there chasing whatever they're chasing and they're not going to find it because you truly can only find what your heart desires with one one person. Mm-hmm. How God intended marriage to be. And people yep. have gotten... I can't even watch TV anymore. I mean, the stuff that they have on there, I'm like, girl, i got to shut this off. It's just so far from like what I believe in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV yet either anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be um, reading my books or going on my walks mm-hmm. or being with my family. <laughs> I gotta stay in the word, otherwise I get I get real Side turned track. around. Real <laughs> turned around. I can get all turned around. Um, so we've I, talked about prayer. Yeah. So we were talking. Prayer. We were talking about reading the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one more scripture for the word and it's in What's Matthew. What's great about reading the word is look, you're on your phone. You got the Bible app right there. It's, right it's there. so simple. It's so simple. <laughs> you can even have it read to you. Yes. Um, and so uh, the one I wrote down, I probably already mentioned it, but it's uh, Matthew 4, 4 says, but Jesus replied, it is written and forever remains written. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So it is this, the Bible is this, you know, a live word that comes from the mouth of God. And it is, it's sustaining for us. This is what we shall live by. Our, you know, our body seems to need food and stuff, but we really, we die spiritually. Our soul is dead without the living word of God. I was a dead person. I I'm, I was walking around and doing stuff, but I was a dead person yeah. without the word of God getting into me. And so when I got saved and I got changed and that word started getting into me, you know, the light came on and then yeah. life started happening. And that's why I'm a whole different person today because I was dead and now I'm alive and it, it's by the word of God. And so, um, yeah, it's very important. You know, we can say we know Jesus, but if you're not in your word, you know, you're going to drift gonna back deceived. into the world. You're going to yeah. be deceived. You're going to, you know, be doing all kinds of, oh, they said to try this and try that. And, you know, and, and it, oh it's There's everywhere. So There's try. so many things. It's so tired. You know, it's exhausting. The world is exhausting. God's word is simple. Keep your eyes fixed on me. He says um, to focus on the kingdom and everything will be added to you. 
everything you need will be added to you. You don't have to go chasing after anything, a husband, a wife, a job, a career, a purpose, a plan, um, anything. You don't have to go chasing after it. Wisdom and knowledge and understanding, all these things are in God's word. So why are most of us out there chasing, 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 running as fast Mm -hmm. as we can? We believe lies. It's really easy to believe that we're not doing enough. Yeah. Oh, I got to find this. I got to find that. And that yeah. that hole in us is screaming out, right? And mm. I don't know. We're. I was deceived. I thought that it all came from something I had to do, mm. right? And and though it is me reading the word, um, it, it's not something I'm doing. God is putting wisdom in me. God right. is feeding me what I need. I'm just taking the step to partner with him, you yeah. know, and the Holy Spirit gives you that desire. Um, receiving Jesus, you know, he puts the spirit in you and the spirit wants um, more of God. Right. So when we starve that, you can grieve the spirit, you can starve the spirit. Yeah. And you're going to feel it. Yeah. You know, you're going to, gonna st- you're going to start going back to, you know, worldly stuff and it's not, you're going to start feeling dead again. Right. Right. And you should feel that turmoil of, oh, I'm not doing something right. You know, like mm. it's not, something ain't right, right? Because the spirit in you is starving and the flesh is getting fed and it's gross. And you don't want it anymore because the spirit, in it says he's jealous mm. for more. He wants Jesus. He wants more of Jesus in you. And that's his whole job is to transform us to look more like him. Right. Which comes by... You know, getting to know him, reading him, getting it in you. His word transforms you. I remember when I first got saved, I prayed because I couldn't even understand the Bible. It was my, my mind was so twisted with, you know, just demonic darkness. Mm -hmm. And I was in such deep bondage that I know how to read. Words make sense to me when I read a book that's (laughs) not breathed out by the mouth of God yeah. right but when I tried to read the Bible the words would jumble confusing. up yeah. that I could not comprehend what I was reading mm. the devil doesn't want us reading the word Absolutely it really not. doesn't um, and so I remember my pastor saying that the word said that God said that he would write his word upon my heart and I said and I, I, I was like okay I'm gonna you know it's a little bit of childlike faith yeah I took my first Bible and I would pray before I go to sleep at night like it would happen osmosis and I was like Lord uh, the pastor said you'd write your word on my heart write your word on my heart because I can't read it <laughs> I would try <laughs> I and I would you. I would pray and I would put it under my pillow like it was just gonna soup like that wait a was second. wait wait you didn't read it, but you put it under your pillow? I put it under my pillow. I did that for years. I did it for I did it since at I least a year. a child, though. <laughs> I did. I did it for years. Aww. Years. That trips Aww. me out. That's funny. I wonder how many other people are going to sit there and say, I did that, too. And I remember I didn't understand what God was or who he was, but I would put it under my pillow, and mm. I just felt I felt safe. You felt protected. I just knew I was safe. Yeah. Yeah. That trips me out. Anyways. That's awesome. Sorry. No, I know I know we're not the only ones. <laughs> no, we're not. But straight up, he wrote it on my heart. I was able to read it. And I did that for about a year. And I kept trying to read the word, right? Yeah. And eventually, not only was I able to read it, I was able to comprehend 
stuff and then he would reveal stuff to me and my heart I would all of a sudden be in conversation and something from the Bible would come out of my mouth and they would be like oh there that's in the word I was like really I don't remember reading that and it would just come out because he was writing it on my heart so he does the heavy lifting we're just like co-laboring with him he really does and then the last one is my favorite um and it's worship right and all three of these things tie down to worship because for me um i think worship can be described as it's not just singing it's not just singing songs it's not just an act of singing a song right Right. it's all it all comes down to devotion Mm. um what i what i do what i think um how i spend my time how i spend my money and what i do with my body um all these things like we were created to worship god we were literally created for him to pour in his love and for us to pour out our love and devotion back to him. We're created for it. So everything we do, we're worshiping something. Mm-hmm. So um, that revelation, game changer for me. When I realized and the Holy Spirit gave me that like I felt a crushing conviction because the words I spoke um, the, the stuff I listened to, the stuff I watched, all this stuff, right? The way I spent my money, I was so freaking wasteful. It's ridiculous. The way I spent my time and energy, took it, taking responsibility for stuff that was never mine. Like mm-hmm. I was worshiping and giving devotion to created things, not the creator. Mm-hmm. And like that. that was, it was, you know, a crushing conviction, that led me to repentance and God taught me, um, how he wants to be worshiped. And I got a few scriptures for that. Um, so, and worship is, I said, it's devotion, right? It's tied up in devotion. And I also believe it ministers to the heart of God. We're, we're ministering just like the angels, ministered to Jesus just like the angels cry out holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty all day and night in heaven right they're continually ministering in devotion to God we were created for this too um and so I I really am uh, convinced that when we worship him and he says I don't know if I wrote this one down, but he says that he's looking for, um, oh, is it John? John 4, John 4, 23, to worship God in spirit and in truth. Okay, so it says that God is looking for worshipers that worship him in spirit and in truth. Because God is spirit. And those who worship him have to worship him in spirit. So that means with our entire being, right? Everything in us, um, my heart needs to be in the position of nothing else is as important as ministering to your heart with everything that I do. Um, that's a complete change of heart position and a mindset. That's right. And so my perspective changed, right? Um, which is, it's repentance. Yeah. Me turning from 
seeing this is this is how I behave. I worship things, items. I used to collect dumb stuff. All you know, like <laughs> that's how we are in the world. That's yeah. how we are. We yeah. just spend our money stuff. and our time and everything to, on this will make me happy. Yeah. You know, um, For two seconds. I, yeah. It's it, it was just ridiculous, especially codependency. Like it's idol oh, yeah. worship, and so a lot of things we are we we're you know, idol worshipers like that. You can, Mm -hmm. you can read the stories from Genesis to, you know, revelation. We, that's what we do. That, that was a pattern of people. God comes in, rescues us, shows us his greatness. We love him for a minute. And then we're like, make me something else to worship. Let's build a tower here. We'll worship that. Let's build something else. And, And whatever it is, it's always going back to me. You know, me, I'm great. Mm -hmm. And, and I want to worship my way. And so, um, when I started to have this perspective change, I started worshiping differently. Mm. Um, I, I started, things just started changing. Things were falling away that I, I'm like, I'm no longer going to care about that. I'm no longer going to spend this much time watching TV and, yeah, it yeah. it takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. But my heart was so crushed by the fact that um you know, I claim I say I love you with my mouth. Mm-hmm. But love is an action, mm-hmm. just like faith, right? It's an action, it's a choice. It is. It's not a feeling. That's right. Um I don't worship God cuz I feel like it. Right. I don't pray to God cuz I feel like it. I don't read his word cuz I feel like it. I know I need it and I know, um, it's a choice from love and devotion, right? Mm. He needs me to love him. He's a jealous God. It says it. He needs me to love him and love him fully more than anything else. And I desperately need everything that he is for me to have a life. Like he is my life. So, um, everything changed. I literally came to the realization that, um, you know, I don't, I don't need anything else. Like rather I have a husband, a family, a job, and none of these things really matter. If I don't have him and I'm not fully satisfied by him, nothing else, nothing else is going to satisfy me. Nothing else. And so I'm like, you can, you can feel my time. If you just want me to lay on my back with my hands up in the air, telling you how great you are and, and meditating on what your word says and, and, um, just crying out in awe and wonder of your greatness and your love and your gratitude, I'll do that forever. And that heart posture made, made him so pleat like it it just delighted his heart and i i knew his heart was delighted in that and so i'm like i want to do that all the time right so that that whole uh um Mar- that whole Martha thing transferred to a Mary, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just started learning how to be a Mary and sitting at his feet. So there's a <laughs> few there's a few verses I wrote down. Um Genesis 4 4. And these are um specific little stories that I believe um really stand out as what it means to like be devoted to God and minister to his heart, right? So it's, the first one's Cain and Abel. 
And Abel brought an offering, the finest, the firstborn of his his flock and the fat portions. And the Lord had regard and respect for his offering. And then we know Cain brought him something and God wasn't, God wasn't happy with it, right? Cain was so crushed and angry that he ended up a murderer in his heart. Mm -hmm. Like he, Mm -hmm. he not just in his heart was angry at God because it wasn't accepted, but he murdered. Yeah. And so this is um, a good little story, an illustration of what it, you know, uh, one of them, his heart was turned toward God in devotion. I don't have any, anything without you. Why wouldn't I give you the first and the best, you know? So when the heart is turned to God in devotion, I'm going to give you all of it, the best stuff. It's going to go well for me, right? He did get murdered, but that wasn't his problem. That was his. <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm pretty sure we know where Abel's going to be and we're going to be able, be exactly. able to see him one day, right? Exactly. It did go well for Abel. Cain, not so much, right? right. Because his heart wasn't turned to God um, and not in devotion. He was like, you know, I have to do this. Here's here's an offering, but it wasn't right. a devotion. It wasn't a worship. It wasn't, it wasn't something heart, like pleasing mm-hmm. yeah, to God. Um, and I, I want, that's what I want. I want, I don't want what I give to be some religious, oh, this is good enough Mm. kind of thing. Like, who am I to hold back anything from, like, I don't have any life or anything apart from God. Like, why would I, I don't know. It just, my mind just was kind of blown. Um, so John 12 one to seven um, is uh, Mary anointing Jesus. So um, Jesus comes to uh, the house of Lazarus, Mary and Martha, are his sisters, cousins or whatever. Um, so Martha's serving. Um, they're reclining. They're kicking back at the house, right? So Mary takes this pound of very expensive per- perfume and pure nard. So this is like really expensive um, stuff. It's like it'd be like some Gucci perfume nowadays. I don't even know. I don't. I don't have anything that's expensive that costs like this. But I know the value of it yeah. was ridiculous in that day. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. Um, so she poured it on Jesus's feet and then she takes her hair and she's wiping his feet with her hair. And, um, you know, Judas, the one who uh, later betrays him has greed in his heart. Right. And he's all mad about it. Like, why would you waste this stuff? You know? Right. And it shows the contrast again of what, a that heart that is completely like, this is her Messiah. She knows this is God. Right. And pours out like, what is, what is some expensive perfume in this place for the, the creator of all things, the one who's going to die and give himself up for me so that I can be like, she knows who she's anointing and wiping it with like, that's devotion. That is pure love and devotion. There's nothing she wouldn't, she wouldn't give to. And he's, you know, she knew he wasn't going to be there long. And so he rebukes, um, Judas and tells him, you know, that she's preparing him for his burial. And it's a really sweet story you should read. Um, and then Luke 10 is another one that I picked that shows, um, ministering to God's heart. And, um, 
it's also Mary. Mary had a very special love for the Lord. And um, this is Martha's sister, Mary, not Mary Magdalene. There's a few Marys in the Bible. It's not his mother. Um, <clears throat> this is the sister of Martha. And so this is a story where Jesus comes over. <clears throat> Martha's super busy doing all kinds of stuff. They, they welcome him into their home. And Mary is just uh, sitting at his feet, like listening to him, him talk. It says, um, Martha was very busy and distracted with all kinds of serving responsibilities. She approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. And the Lord replied to Martha, Martha, you were worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but the only, the, the only thing that is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part. The, that which is to her advantage and will not be taken away from her. So he rebukes Martha for um, having that attitude and that heart for um, these tasks are so much more important. Like get her, tell her to get up and help me. She's literally sitting at the feet of God, just listening and basking in his greatness. <laughs> like this is the source of all life pouring into me. That stuff can wait. Like seriously, you know, and so that gave me, that gave me such revelation that my heart was like, I, I just want to sit at your feet. I just want to sit at your feet where um, everything, everything is met. Every need is met. Um, and that was me ministering to God's heart. Choosing. Sometimes it's as simple as, yeah, I love to sing to God, right? I will walk around my house and just bellow. I make up my own songs. You know, like when we were a kid? Oh, yeah. That mm -hmm. childlike faith came back in me. Yeah. So I make up songs to him all the time. Lord, I love you. And I will just start singing, right? <laughs> just like my, my life is a musical. And I'll just start singing and just saying how great he is and making it into song. But a lot of times my worship to him is just sitting still, mm. being still. I got responsibilities. I'm a busy girl too, right? Right. right. And I will just put everything aside. Mm. I will force myself to let that to-do list wait because time with you is more important. Mm. And that is pure worship. That is me knowing what's more important to sit in his presence, to minister to him my love and devotion because nothing else matters. Yeah. It'll get done. It won't get done. Who cares? Like, Jesus, your, your presence is enough, you know? And the world is so It's hard. Now. Like, it's difficult. It it's, it's, it's simple. It's a simple thing, it simple but it's thing. difficult to do. Yeah, you'd have to, like, tie me down with ropes to get me right. to be still. For Being a while still and is quiet, one of the hardest. You know? Yeah. It is. It is. Well, I love that. So, yeah. See? Some tangible That advice. was a simple list. Not. I love it. It's realistic, though. You know, we all forget. We all get like I said. We just get so busy with our lives. Right. And... It's easy. Yeah. It it's is. easy to get busy. And it's kind of a um, I don't know. That's a, that's a devil's playing field, though. You're so busy that you just miss all the important things. You know. Yeah. I still now that my life has gotten um, busier because, like I said, when God was giving me all this, like understanding and knowledge and showing me what I needed to heal and be delivered. Um, I didn't have a job. 
I didn't, I was taken away from, you know, my career and stuff. I had an injury. So I was literally on disability. I was, I was laid out. So I could devote every minute of every day, um, just reading the word, just talking to God, just sitting at his feet. And then since I gave him my schedule, I gave him my life. Like I literally was like, you will fill my days with, with whatever you want to fill it with. I'm yours, right? And that came from this process. That heart posture was uh, all of it's yours. Every time, every whatever time you have left for me, I want it to be, you know, filled by you, whatever you want me to do. So um, he started, I'm busy now. Like, I'm quite busy now. He gave me a job. He put me in ministry. Like, it's crazy. And I don't, I'll tell everybody all day, I still don't know what I'm doing. I... But I do this yep. the best to my... I don't do nothing perfectly. I'm not... I don't even want anybody to get me wrong. Like all this stuff, the reading scripture. I'm not perfect. I mess up a lot. Um, I'm, I don't do anything perfectly. But I have to do my best to apply these simple um, disciplines yeah. even more now. Because there's distraction. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot more personalities that I'm interacting with. Um, God uses me to pour out to other people. So it is very important that I sit at his feet still and yeah. get poured into. Otherwise, I will be sucked out of you. Right. I yeah. will be depleted mm-hmm. and I will have nothing to offer anybody exactly. else because it's only him that's supposed to be filtered through to others. Yep. Right. Ministry will burn yeah. you out. I have nothing to give. Yeah. I really don't. So um, I'm super grateful that he's given me this small, tangible. Um, list of disciplines and he gives it to all of us like we're all we're all charged to we're supposed to be we are you know it's it's a relationship yeah yeah and it does take work it takes devotion it does i love that so if you love me he says what give up your life and pick up your cross you will yeah (laughs) he says that those who desire to keep their life they will lose it Mm. those who are willing to give it up We'll keep it. For my sake, we'll keep it. They will gain eternal life. I want eternal life. I want to be with Jesus forever. That's that's what I want. It's more important than anything I can touch and feel and have. And and yeah. Even I've always wanted to be a wife. I've always wanted to be a mother. Like those things are great. They are, but they won't last forever. Right. Right. Yeah. They won't. Jesus will. That's eternal. That love, that bond. I want to be his bride. I want to be perfected and I want to marry him and I want to be with him forever. And it's worth it. Giving up anything else is worth it to me. So, Thank you so much. I appreciate I you. you a lot. Thanks for letting me come on here and gush. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> I it. Love One him. last thing okay. I have on my notes. Yes. What is the event coming up at Gravity in December? Okay, we have December 9th. We will have Taking It to the Streets. Ministries is going to have a large outreach. What um, day is this land on? It's going to be December 9th. And like a, is it a weekend? Oh. And what time? December 9th is. Where's my calendar? I'm looking at October. A Saturday. It's Saturday. Yep. So it'll be Saturday. It'll okay. be early, I believe, 11. It'll be in the afternoon. And Agape Love will be serving probably a hot, nice hot chocolate bar with all the fixins and 
and desserts and um, the wellness center will be there. I will be there representing the wellness center. I'll have two hats on, but um, agape love and wellness center. Yes. And so we're, and it'll be at gravity church uh, at seven one five South central Avenue in Lodi. And um, it's going to be amazing there. Last year we had a choir singing and um, you know, there's always, an amazing message, testimonies, um, lots of stuff to do for the kids and free everything, free food, free clothes, all kinds of resources there. That's awesome. And so, yeah, we just want to pour out love to the community. You do so much outreach and so much volunteer work. I admire you and your strength you. and your devotion. And I just appreciate you so much. That's one thing I didn't put in there is service. Um, because yeah, that, all changes, these things, that changes your heart. All these things, it equaled to me being of service. Yeah. When I had this tangible, real relationship developed with him, he put me to work. Mm. And he has good things for us to do. Oh, and, yeah. and all of us want to do, we want to be helpful. We well, want we we to change the world, right? right? Yeah. All of us want to change the oh, world. Yeah. It's in all of our hearts. But mm-hmm. when we do it from a place of you know, insecurity from us, right. Mm -hmm. It's not done right. Yeah. When we're partnered with the Lord and we're doing his workmanship, we're part of his plan. It's good. Yeah. And it's not as hard as it, as we make it out to be. I mean, I have the energy. I I don't know how I have the strength and energy energy to do what I do because I still have limitations and stuff, Yeah, which is good. Cause I'll do too much. I'll burn out, but, um, God gives me strength. I, I have to, you know, I have to pray and continually to let him pour into me, but he gives me the strength and ability to do these things, which I wouldn't be able to do them. I wouldn't. Right. And God's so good. So I'm super thankful. I'm super grateful that I get to do anything just to do anything, just to take part in seeing him work. It's, it's amazing. It is. It's a blessing. Thank you for coming Thank on. You. I love you so much. Thank you. Always. Sorry for rambling. I love it. No, you're not <laughs> okay, rambling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>